Hey guys, it's the Two Bees in a Pod podcast with Brayden and Brendan. Uh, welcome. Sit back, relax, grab like a snack or your favorite beverage, and listen to us just talk about random garbage. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. So after all that hard work and money that I spent, it turns out that the post office won't ship a crate if they find out that there's a person inside. Welcome to Two Bees in a Pod. I'm Brayden. What are you going to like live on in that thing? Well, I, there was a bunch of snack bars, and I had, like, some protein powders and things like that. That it, it's a, Anyway, uh, welcome to episode 37 of the I'm, podcast. I'm Brendan, by the way. He sure is. You know it. I know it. Welcome to Hi, the Brayden. show. We're happy to have you. Hi, Brendan. We're happy to you? have you, Brayden. I'm doing good. I'm living Man, dangerously. We're happy, we're happy to have both of us and yeah. you at home listening to us go off on a tangent. As we ought to do. But before Talk we get to the tangents, let's get to some dice. The dice yeah. of destiny, where we roll the dice, we break the ice, and talk about whatever. Happens every week. Brendan. Hi. What games you've been playing, bud? Well, what have I been playing? Yeah. Uh, so are you aware of the Fallout series? I am. I've heard of it. Yeah, so so it it good for you. Um, so a couple of interesting things. Uh, so what I have been playing uh has been something called Fallout: Tale of Two Wastelands. Basically, uh, we take Fallout Three, we take Fallout New Vegas, and we combine the two uh into one gigantic game, uh, with one mm-hmm. through like one through line story. Um, and then you you know we start adding in like all the guns from both games into both games. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's just, it's a whole lot of questing. Like, it's just a lot of side quests and exploring and stuff that I love. And my, my, uh, one of the more recent, uh, quests that I finished was, um, I think it's called the superhuman conundrum or something like that. Basically, a couple people got a little kooky, uh, one named the ant agonizer, um, controlling an army of ants and, uh, the mechanist who controls an army of robots, uh, as one would, yeah. Have been having uh superhero esque battles, um, uh, in the streets of a town in fallout and the residents, aside from a small child who thinks it's awesome, uh, aren't a big fan of the, uh, of, of the sudden plays of weaponry and, uh, mandible laced death. You don't say. Yeah, uh, kind of hard for trading and commerce in a post-apocalyptic wasteland when you have a dude monologuing at a lady who is equally monologuing as much. Uh, and that was like my introduction to these two. And I'm like, well, those are mental patients. So then I proceed <laughs> to like find out more about both of them, talk them down, and now and then they just give me their costumes. And I, I don't, I don't want these. But I don't just want to sell them because they're specific to the quest. So now they're just on display in my house. <laughs> and well, see, as again, as as has been known to happen, I couldn't tell you how many times I've done favors for an elderly neighbor, and to, as like you rake their leaves, and as payment, they give you their entire outfit. God, that has never happened to me. <laughs> you need to rake more old ladies' leaves. Why did you get an old lady's outfit? Because <laughs> I raked her leaves. What aren't you listening? <laughs> what are you, could what are you not wearing? have been more clear. What, what are you wearing Mrs. right Johansson now? had a lot what, of leaves. What are you wearing know. right now? <laughs> this is an audio format podcast. That's none of your business. <laughs> it's what a moo moo. Mrs. Johansson's bloomers do in our privacy oh, of our okay. house <laughs> is between me and Mrs. Johansson's bloomer. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that, that put a shiver down my spine. How about you, man? What you been playing? <laughs> I'm actually going to do an old school. I was nice. Uh, I was bored over the weekend, and I just kind of happened to be on my Switch, going, eh, I don't really know, know what I'm going to play. So I fired up the the N64 emulator oh, that's on there. Oh yeah, that and I great. went. To, I'm going old school with the uh, Ocarina of Time, the nice. original, not like the not the remake, not the remastered, but the old school. Yeah. Ev- everything's a rectangle or a triangle yep. and 
Yep. Yep. And that's that's it's maybe and and I'm I'm taking my time with it. Whereas normally I sit down and go through it, and you're like, all right, let's bust through. This time I'm I've been going for as much of the heart pieces as I can, and I've done all of the get all magic bean sprout things and trying to collect as many of the gold sculptulas as I can. Turns out there's a hundred, and apparently I've never done it because I've I looked up what the final prize is and I've never gotten it. So, oh wow. Hey man, that's good. Like, just yeah. really dig into it. Do all the stuff you didn't do when you were younger. That's yep. um, that was my major issue with a lot of games. Is I was uh, when I was a kid, is just oh, I'm gonna beat it. I'm gonna beat this thing, and I'm gonna win it, and then I'm gonna tell everyone that I beat the game, and then yep. I just didn't get a chance to really like dig into it. So like now, sitting down and doing exactly that, like trying to complete challenges, trying to find like secrets that I never knew were there. Even yeah. something like Halo 2, like I would just like just skulking around the edges of the map and finding like the dead bodies of Marines and then finding guns and ammo. It's like, oh, what what the heck is your guys' story? <laughs> well, it's, and, and the reality, like it, somebody's taken the time to put that into the far recesses yeah. of the game and it's they get missed. Those like those yeah. little Easter eggs that we skate past in the rush of every day. You know, just trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, also a big part of that, I would say, is uh, um, the uh, the fact that a lot of the games that I owned I re- at the time or played at the time I rented mm. from the video store. So, like, a yeah, lot of got, it was... You got to get them done to send them back because you didn't yep. have... I'm going to have one have a memory card. Yeah. yeah you didn't exactly. have a memory card. It got saved on the cartridge. You took it back to Blockbuster or the local video place, and you knew by the next time your parents would let you rent it, even if it was just next week, your safe file was gone. Yeah, because they delete them because they got to uh-huh. get them ready for the next person. Oh, I never had them deleted. It was the person, the next person that rented it would like save their oh, own yeah, file. Oh yeah, save over. I've had I've had a few um, weird moments where, uh, like, I would make a save file. I think it was in Battle for Bikini Bottom or one of the other SpongeBob games on the original Xbox. And uh, I found like there's a profile, but it wasn't mine, but they didn't save over mine. So then like I got to watch as like the progress on both of our save files would just keep going because I rented it for like three weeks straight. Like I rented it, put it back in. Somebody else rented it. It'd come back in. I got to rent it. So on and so forth. And like we almost in parallel, I guess, finished yeah. the game. Like nice. it was kind of cool seeing that, like seeing their little percentage go from one to a hundred, like mine. Neat. Completing all the completing the story and beating the plankton. It's like your own version of um Traveling that, Pants. No. Um what was that? It I think Keanu Reeves was in it, where they had like they would write letters at a mailbox at a cabin. Cabin, maybe? cabin in the woods. <laughs> no, yeah, that one. You know where Neo writes letters to the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, exactly. Uh, magic. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Google it. Cottage right. with magic. Cottage. Magic mailbox movie. Is that like in the future or whatever? Like he's writing it, and it's like they're in the, the lake future. house. It's a 2006 American fantasy romance film, where written by David Auburn. Hasselhoff. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Remake, blah, blah, blah. The film revolves around architect Reeves, Keanu Reeves, living in 2004. And a doctor, Sandra Bullock, living in 2006. And they meet via letters left in a mailbox that time travels or something. Oh, so it is time travel. Okay. Yeah. I think I have It's a time traveling mailbox. Yeah. I've never watched it. I think I have seen that or at least caught the majority of it on like star choice when mm. that was a thing. Um, man, I remember just like sitting and channel surfing. Yep. That's just not a thing anymore. Like that, nope. that evolved into scrolling through feeds. Yeah. And TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same thing, right? It's still, you're yeah. still scrolling through a feed. Like you're still, there was, always those now, same, there was always those same movies that on like a Saturday afternoon, Every other week, you'd see it pop up. And you'd be like, oh, let's watch it again. Except for oh, movies like yeah. Jack and Jill, which was on like every weekend. And I refused to watch that movie. Why? Because uh, it's, it's a superior stupid. cinematic experience? 
stupid. <laughs> I'm uh I think the reason that I I didn't hate that movie as much was because drunk. Adam Sandler dressed up as his sister just flat out reminded me of John Travolta dressed up as the mother from Hairspray. And I couldn't get that image out of my head. And then for the life of me, I just wanted to see a swap where John Travolta is Jill and then Adam Sandler is the mom in Hairspray. <laughs> Granted, doesn't make right. for a good movie that I'm going to watch. I'd watch, watch Hairspray before I, I'd, I'd watch that before. I'd watch Hairspray before I'd watch Jack and Jill. Mm. We are going to be doing a Sandler month, though. Yep. We absolutely not have to include Jack and Jill. Oh, and, and oh, the final there one, the enough. final boss, the final of episode of this podcast. No, where no. you make me watch Jack and Jill. I don't know. You why... already made me. We we rewatched Pixels. I don't see made you made yeah. you. You agreed <laughs> to our detriment, and Ooh. you are overly judgmental of Adam Sandler in Jack not... and Jill. Okay, in Jack and Jill, yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, just go with it. Fifty first dates, uh, blended. I love Spanglish. Uh, Little really Nicky. Yeah, Little Nicky's funny. I like Lucky the um, movie. and none of them are Jack and Jill. Little Nicky is the one that got me in genuinely interested in drinking by how much one of the brothers enjoyed peppermint schnapps. Peppermint schnapps. Yep. Yeah, and I tried peppermint schnapps. It's not for me. But I, I, I did it. <laughs> nope. Oh, and spicy schnapps. Popeye's chicken. Oh, that was the right? other thing. Yeah, like that. Oh, that movie it piqued my interest at Popeye's, and when I found out they opened one in Edmonton, down oh. your throat hole. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that just gets you kicked out of a bar for saying that. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> But I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot too. It's I think it it, and also just like the the concept of the shovel. Yeah, here comes the shovel. (laughs) That was before Lucius hit me the face with a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! And speaking of shovels, you know where you could buy one of those? At In the a mall. mall. <laughs> Let's go to the mall today. Today, I love that Canada is one decade behind the states, perpetually. In How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> so why is why is this in the eighties? I thought you were born in like eight late eighties something. Oh, Canada is a one decade behind uh, yeah. fashion wise at all times. You know, have you tried watching? How I Met Your Father? No. I gave it a go, and it wasn't like... It was one of those where I was like, eh. Like, I can see what they're doing, but it's just not it just hitting. just lacks it. the same... Yeah, it's the... Yeah. like it, it, It's it's just like... It, it, it doesn't hit the points. Now, I will say, I kind of need to go back and watch it now because they just announced... And, by the, and I know it's a ploy to be like, look, you should watch the show. But yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is going to show up in season two. Yeah. So now I kind of got to go back and watch it because I'm going to see Barney show up. But yeah, you're talking about sh- uh, like shows that are follow ups. But one it, this it did it rather well. Um, I just finished watching the 90s show on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched. Yeah. I, I plowed through that, too. I really enjoyed all the cameos. I, they happy. were exactly what I thought they were going to be because yeah. it was like. The like Red and Kitty, they announced Obviously. it. I know they're going to be in the whole thing. They're going to carry it. But the, like you have those cameos. I was a little. I, I when they would show up on screen. Yeah, I was underwhelmed because you just yeah. know they can't afford to pay Topher Grace anymore. Topher Grace and like any of them because yeah. they are major stars. So it's quite yeah. literally like um, Mila Kunis coming on saying, let's go, Mike. And then they leave and they're never to be seen again. And you're like, oh. Yeah, they died shortly after leaving. (laughs) It was nice of them to pop in, I guess. Are they married? Yeah, in real life. Yeah. I I really love that. 
I do that too. They met, started dating, and then eventually got married. I also remember Ashton Kutcher being married to like a, a, a way older woman too, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Demi he was Moore. Demi Moore. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think right. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah I remember they just there was a found whole... each other later in their lives and got married, and it was like, ah, it's kind of yeah. like actually Kelso and Jackie, and it makes me happy. Except yeah. unlike Kelso and Jackie, they seem to genuinely enjoy each other's company. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I was like, I, I think that I will never get tired of the dynamic of Red and Kitty. Yeah. Like that was the smartest decision they could have made was centering the show around Red and Kitty. Cause my biggest gripe with that 80s show was that it was just too much new stuff well, that and, constantly and the... made, just reminded me of why I love that 70s show more. Well, not even that it was, I found when the 80s show came out. They missed the mark, and they f- it it. I haven't watched it since it first aired and got canceled after that first it's on season. YouTube. I will not go back and watch it because. But if I if I remember correctly, when they did that '80s show, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of, it's the '80s. Here's things that show you it's the '80s. Yeah, we're in the '80s, and you're like, as opposed to just existing, existing in the timeline and that's what yeah. the 70s show was it existed yep. every once in a while you'd have a thing like star wars pop up where you're like oh yeah that was in the 70s oh, yeah but it was never like remember Need this thing from having... the 70s was it tommy chong i think was uh what's his name the record store owner or not the record store no the photoshop uh, the photo yeah yeah, yeah he was yeah. a photo guy yeah, uh, yeah leo hide hide worked for him yeah i remember that yeah yeah because he comes back in the 90s show yeah, I like that scene where, where Kitty and uh, and Leia are they trying to track down the tape, and they come at they show up at Leo's house, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, you know this guy? Yeah, he used to hang out with your dad, <laughs> grown man with a bunch of kids." Yeah, no, they they would have said something, right? I, I think yep. <laughs> just, just finally having that revelation of maybe they shouldn't have let a grown man yeah. hang out with teenagers. Cough, cough, cough. Definitely not their weed dealer. Cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. If somebody was giving me like super cheap dirt weed, I'd be inclined. Yeah, sure. I'll watch an episode of Star Trek high with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never did weed. But I imagine that in the 70s and 80s, I probably would have tried it. <laughs> well, even then, I don't even think it was a matter of Leo was giving them cheap dirt weed. I think no, it he was, was, he was it was it was the fact that Hyde and him connected where it was like a twisted father figure. Oh, type yeah. Thing, yeah. Where they were kind of like each own each other's own father figure. And it was Which just was having. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. But Hyde didn't have his yeah. own father figure. He had yeah, Red, yeah. but Red yeah. was more. It's Eric's dad. It's not his own father yeah. figure. Well, not not to mention, too, that like while Red would try to teach him lessons, he tried to teach him how he taught Eric. And since Hyde is already rebellious, a lot of the lessons just wouldn't stick to begin with. Well, he, he or them they wouldn't hard, be but it wasn't that as it's, it's that. It's that it, it's that neighbor friend. It's, it's yeah. Mr. Foreman. He's, it's he's my friend's dad. Yeah, so I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to listen to his life lessons, but it's not yeah. that we need each other kind of thing that Leo, well, that Leo it was and Hyde also, had. It was also after, um, I think it was when Hyde like, found out about Red serving in Korea. I think, I yeah, yeah, because it was the way that he looked at him. Like, there was like an episode no, it, where... There wasn't an episode where he found that out because Hyde... Or, Red never was never quiet about that. Everybody no, knew it was, he was in um, Korea. Oh no, you know what? No, I'm thinking of Efforts for Family. There's a there's a scene oh, okay. in Efforts for Family where one of the characters, like where uh what was it? Um the main character that's played by Bill Burr, that's supposed to be like a caricature of Bill Burr's dad, or the type of dude Bill Burr's dad used to be. Mm. Um and yeah, he like goes into this rant about how his entire life was ripped out of his hands. Uh, by Korea and then coming home to his sweetheart and then finding, and then like not even like a month later finding out that they're pregnant. And now he has to start a family barely lived his life beyond like two years. And then that was spent in a war. Like, yeah, yeah no, that wasn't red. I was thinking of, oh, okay. I was, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I was definitely thinking of efforts for family. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's uh, no, I, I love that '70s show. I thought that that '90s show was solid. Um, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to another season. I was very worried when it was announced, and knowing that, like, because they were talking about, oh, and everybody, the all the original cast is going to come back, and I yeah. was very worried that the '90s show was going to be season nine of Scrubs. Yeah, where they, I where was... we, where we came in very heavy, and we've like, look, here's Red and Kitty. Remember them. Here's Eric and Donna. Remember them? Now they all go away. Focus on these new kids. Have fun. And you're like, oh, that's... Uh, Who the hell are these people? Yeah. But no, um, it, it, it did good because they were... They had that same kind of dynamic while still being different enough that you're not like, oh, well, like, that's clearly the foreign kid. That's Fez. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't really binge it, I would say. Mm. I watched a couple episodes at a time. Um, I think, I, I don't know why it's because of the acting structure. It's too much sitcom for yeah. me. It's, it's too because much. We haven't had, it's been a few years since we've had laugh track sitcom. Yeah. And you don't like, realize how much you didn't miss. You didn't miss the sitcom tracks. live laugh tracks until yeah. you watch a show and go, Oh, oh, and that's for yeah. me was like that big culture shock when I went and started uh, How I Met Your Father. And you're like, yeah, why is this? Why is there so much laugh track? And then you go back and watch How I Met Your Mother and you and went, it was loaded. Oh, oh that's why. OK, yeah. I just we just chose to ignore it then. Cause... Have you ever seen Friends without the laugh track? It's creepy. It's incredibly creepy. The freaking moist maker conversation <laughs> sounds <laughs> like favorite. a serial killer. <laughs> I love that video. Oh my yeah, god! Like, and it takes like the the jaunty music out and the laugh track, and it's just yeah. him being a psychopath about just the voice maker, staring my into your favorite. soul. You realize just and... how creepy of a person Ross is. Oh, Same god, with like man. the pivot, the 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 couch, the pivot. It, yeah, you take the laugh track out. That's he's psychotic. There's that, that man is a sociopath. Or or how weirdly like overtly perverted, um, or like. Yeah, oh, how how overtly perverted, like, a lot of the jokes are without the jaunty music and laugh track. Yep. Like, some of them are just like, okay, that's just, like, straight up, he wants to bang you <laughs> in front of everybody else, and we're just gonna gloss over that. Okay. <laughs> like, Joey, pump the brakes, big man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it it's really telling, like, where people's... Uh, tastes have sort of floated because like the sitcom structure and scene structure and writing structure have sort of like uh, they sort of like moved into children's television through like Disney and Nickelodeon through all those shows. Yeah. So there's like they have the laugh track and the laugh track works in those shows because they're for kids and kids yeah. don't care. They're If anything, they're going to be influenced to find something even more funny because they hear a laugh track. Like there are shows where the laugh track does work. Like yeah. Love and marriage. That, that show has a really solid like joke structure. Oh, married with children. That's the one. Yeah. That's the song. Love and marriage is the song. That's right. Yeah. Still thrown off by the fact that that, uh, that, that lady plays Leela. Yep. That one completely out of nowhere. (laughs) And then I'm like, you know what? No, that makes sense. Cause is that one episode where she's just straight up wearing Peg's costume? Yeah. And her, with Althazar. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, no pig. Yeah. That, that was one of those shows. Uh, malls. Malls. Yeah. Oh, you were saying that was one of those shows. I want to at least yeah, finish. It was one of those shows that like as a kid, it was kind of funny and they had jokes and you're like, haha, Al's such a loser. And now you grow up and you're like, man, that Al, dude, that, like, Al was, was a, wise. Not only was he wise, dude was had a stay-at-home wife and a house and two like uh, adult kids and on like, a man was cr- on a shoe salesman yeah. budget and you're like yeah. i get it dude's crushed like damn, he's tired the man damn, is tired damn you inflation <laughs> like you're just like you're like oh man he's such a crotchety old man and then you hit your adulthoods and you go I understand. Speak it. I understand you, Al. This man knows exactly how I feel on a regular basis. Like he is my spirit show, animal. The show in of itself, too. Like there's a lot of like, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of tone deaf jokes and stuff, which are just that's just the way it was back then. There's 
there's a whole lot of like it was okay to make fun of fat people all the time nobody cared you couldn't make fun of any other group but just fat people it was okay um or but then you know they but at, at least they veered away from all the fat jokes and at least like threw in the chicken jokes Every single chicken joke makes me smile. Yeah, the because of how Marcy. flustered she gets. <laughs> and they were always like fresh. Yeah, he always had a quick little like boom. Yeah, he was yeah. very quick. He was very witty, and I like yeah. that a lot about that show. Because they they framed it like all the other like oh the husband's an idiot and and the wife the wife is the one holding everything together and, well, and the daughter, and it, they, they, they dote on the daughter and the son's a troublemaker and they yeah. just flipped everything on its head. Yeah. Like you used that you used to having like the fat, stupid husband with the wife yeah. that's out of reach that like out of his league. And yet they're still always like shenanigans ensued. Oh, yeah. whereas like Al's just trying to survive. Yeah. And I love how, um, Peg is genuinely madly in love with him still. Yeah. But he's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, he's they, just, they have like, and... a, they have a scheduled sex night and he's just, yeah. uh, I remember the one is like, she tricks him into thinking that it was Sunday night and they like, I can't remember. Or was it Monday night or it must've been Monday. And he gets mad. He's like, you tricked me. It's not our sex night. She's like, I just wanted it closer to your shower night. <laughs> <laughs> Man's just tired. Leave him alone. Yeah. That man makes minimum wage and manages <laughs> to support his entire family. And a huge house. Yeah. That's like, oh, God, man. That, like, I, I, to this day, still believe that is some kind of, like, incredible designer store that we never actually saw the sign of or some nonsense where, like, the shoes in there were insanely priced and he worked like, on commission. He's selling Jimmy Chews. Yeah, right? Like he just I, mean, I just sold these I sold these Michael Jordans, the these Jordans for X amount of money. Now I could pay for the station wagon. Like Yeah. And that's no the thing is he was never no lavish. Nope. There's like a whole thing where like the, the Bundies, uh the Christmas miracle for the Bundies is when they get a bunch of free store vouchers. From a it's severely injured Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, like they were they were humbled and it was Yeah, like it was a it really did feel like normal people just trying to get through it and then adding in a few wacky scenarios. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where he sold shoes? Uh at the mall. Now let's get there it back is. To the, back there to it the, is. what we're trying to do. Yeah. We all right. So we watched a movie. Mall rats. We watched mall rats as we yeah. talked about last week. So we wa- went ahead and watched it. So we're going to talk a little bit about some. Uh, Brendan happened to find a list of some crazy mall meltdown happenings. And yep, we all uh, we we all like going through a mall every now and again. Um, I've I, there have been some times in the past where I happen to walk past a, past a couple arguing or uh, maybe uh, like especially at the skating rink at the West Ed Mall. Um, some kids jostling or whatever, or when they're playing hockey, uh, in there and like some of the parents get a little too rowdy, um, standing on the sidelines, but, uh, I stop and listen. I've, I have never, uh, experienced some of the insanity that is in these stories. And, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to just like, I'd like, because, because the, the, the holiday season is behind us. But I feel like just a, a little twinge of Christmas spirit needs to be brought up. Just just a little, just a teeny little bit. And Braden, if you could just take us away with this first story. So the first story, the headline is simply the Chinese man who killed himself in the mall after his girlfriend refused to stop shopping. <laughs> I'm guessing that the mall they were at didn't have a husband chair. <laughs> that's the lifesaver right there. But Damn apparently right. he reportedly became so frustrated with his girlfriend's shopping that he leapt to his death from a seventh floor, the seventh floor of a mall in China. That's a big Oosh. mall. But it happened in December 2013. He was with his girlfriend. They were shopping and it lasted over five hours that oh, she was shopping. God, he got tired and demanded they leave. But she wasn't having any of that. So he. Cut. He was, uh, 
yelling at her, saying that she had more bags than they could carry. And she insisted on one more store because they had a sale on shoes. He got mad, said she had enough shoes. She said, don't be ridiculous. And they shouted, and she accused him of being cheap and ruining Christmas. So he went and threw the bags on the floor, climbed a 1.5-meter railing along an elevator shaft, and <laughs> jumped to his death, not before smashing through some Christmas decorations in a kiosk. So as we've stated before on this show, Brendan? Dead bodies, bodies at Christmas. Christmas! That was nice. Thank you. That was that was good. I liked that. That, was, that felt rehearsed. It did. It didn't. We, we did not rehearse though. We didn't, but it felt like it. It makes me yeah. happy. Uh, number two, the girl who stripped naked in a shopping center after her boyfriend refused to buy her an iPhone. Well, as are, one does. I mean, you it's know. like it's like when you were a kid and you threw a tantrum and you're like, "Buy me this toy." And you'd strip down to your knickers and Mrs. Oddly Mrs. enough, didn't work then. Probably doesn't work now. Yeah. Although I bet if I bet if the woman, uh, you you know, she stripped down in the right store, somebody would probably buy her an iPhone. I mean, I mean, preemptively stripped down and been like, "Hey, that's what OnlyFans is for." Take a take a look at these, and then it's like, "Oh, you're getting an iPhone." Like you know, sure, normal people do. Yeah, right. And then uh, bribery. Yeah. Boobs. (laughs) Bribery. Vulcan mind meld, Brayden. <laughs> um, after failing to persuade her boyfriend to buy her the latest gadget, the woman, who is caught on camera, stripped naked in front of hundreds of shoppers in a mall in China. Again? In the clip, in, 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 there's a clip, uh, which we will obviously not watch and describe. Um, after uh, she, she then is seen exchanging words with her partner before tearing her clothes off. It is not clear how the argument ended or whether the woman ever ended up uh, and ended up getting her hands on an iPhone. Um, man, I hope that uh, I hope that guy like did wind up buying her one because uh, with cameras existing, she paid for it. <laughs> uh-huh. They both did. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, number three. Yeah. A young man who jumped from the fourth floor of a shopping mall. Okay, that's two involving jumpers. Right? <laughs> but this one's not China. It's close. It's in Chile. Oh. It's Which just, has the letters of it's China. One, yeah, two letters off. Yeah. Uh, so 2016, for reasons that are unknown, he was uh, a guy, the kid jumped from a height of approximately 33 feet while he was on the fourth floor of the building inside the Peso Pratt shopping mall of Antofagasta. Surveillance cameras show him tress transgressing the security barrier and falling. First responders were immediately called and he was transferred to the hospital. His health status is unknown. Oh, There's actually spooky. a video of a, not a, not of a fourth floor, but there was a uh, video of a guy who jumped into the, from the second floor of the West Ed mall into the water. And his oh, into the, the pirate ship yeah. area? Yeah. And then like climbed up by the, the Cinnabon place. Oh, cool. I would. He probably got kicked out. More than likely. <laughs> I uh, I thought you were gonna say that like, and then he used the pirate ship like rope ladder on the side to like get back up again, like an actual pirate. <laughs> Dude, that would have been, been cool. cool. Yeah, I knew. Uh, I remember uh, being in that mall, and uh, this dude like jumped into the water. Like he like threw a coin in, and then he like, this is like weird because I I remember this bit vividly. He like panicked. And then jumped into the water and then like fished around, got what he threw in and then just came out and then like just started walking. And I don't like with like wet pant legs. And for the life of me, I do not know what the significance of that coin or if he threw in. It was a Sacagawea quarter. Yeah, right. He meant to throw a regular quarter and he was like, no, I'm a Sacagawea. Yeah, and like I'm just, sorry, but it was... nothing about the West Edmonton Mall water has ever made me look at it and go, "That's clean enough for me to jump in." Yeah, even the I... fountains with the water at like the coins are just there within reach. I'm like, I'm yeah. putting my hand in there. That's a lot of copper. I'm gonna get uh, like just all kinds of. I'm gonna staph turn infection. blue. Just yeah, which is the only kind, uh, really, the one of the few types of infections that uh, not as serious as one would think. Still bad. <laughs> like, well, I guess my friend Travis jumped in the fountain and he did well, not jumped in. 
He drove his Pushed wheelchair. In. He drove his electric wheelchair. Oh, that's it. right. This story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to tell this story. This is a good All right. story. So, this is a really good mall story. <laughs> a little bit of backstory. Travis, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but no, he's story. not. He's not sorry. <laughs> um, so my friend Travis, he's a he's in a wheelchair. He's a quadriplegic from the neck down. Uh, it's an electric wheelchair that he operates with his head. There's a little kind of device that he kind of put, he pushes back with his head and it drives it forward, and then he turns left and right with his head. And we're driving through the, going through the mall, talking, and he's driving next to me and he's looking towards me kind of like we're looking at each other as we're walking and in the mall's food court area there used to be i think they've filled it in now but there used to be a fountain that had there were steps leading down to it so you could kind of sit down there and get the the ambiance of the fountain and oh i remember that fountain. Yeah. yeah okay so travis is looking at me and he's on my left and we're walking and i'm looking at him and not paying attention to like what's beyond behind him yeah. And we were very close to that fountain, unbeknownst to the both of us as we're talking and walking. And his front wheel went over the first step. And he kind of <clears> just <throat> went ba-doom, 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 down the stairs and plop, into the fountain. Wherein it took like four or five guys, like myself included, we all ran in. And it's a heavy electric wheelchair, so it took quite a few of us to like yeah. heave him out of this thing. Because he's plopped face down into this fountain. One person's keeping his head above water. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like, just breathe. But he got out fine. His wheelchair and him were both unscathed, albeit a little shaken up. So that is that is good that his wheelchair didn't like short out or anything. I think it helped that because he was underneath the water, it, like he was the waterlogged one and not the wheelchair. <laughs> Had he landed upright, it might have been a different story because that's where yeah. the engine and battery were located. Yeah, that's fair. That's crazy, man. <laughs> There's just something about the visual of like the pert that dude's face when the wheel goes down. Yeah. Just, and there's like just that moment of oh yeah. shit. <laughs> you know that uh to be continued meme that like doom 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 do 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 that one? That's that's a good like freeze frame. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like it's one that's, of those that's moments good, like, it's like as as horrifying as it was at the time, those are those. That's one of those moments yeah. where I wish Google Glasses existed at the time oh, that I had a video of. Yeah, because yeah. now I like we we can look back at it and laugh, but at the time, yeah. not, no, not it's funny. The the only reason that it's funny is because everything is okay. Yep. Number th- number four. <laughs> and speaking of wheelchairs and fashion, it. <laughs> oh my god. Woman who went crazy after a pie prank in the mall. Ooh. Woman who seemingly was minding her own business on an escalator. See, I already don't like where this is going because she's being oh, painted no. in a bad light. She yeah. got a sudden shock when a clown slapped her with a cream pie, prompting a hilarious reaction. She stormed down the escalator, attempting to hurl her handbag and her shoes at the entertainer. The amusing video was filmed by a series of secret cameras in a shopping center in Brazil and was shown on comedy TV. Blah, blah, blah. It's already been viewed. Six. So this woman was yeah. accosted in a mall and reacted the way most of us would if you were accosted in a shopping mall by a man yeah. in a clown suit. And we laugh at her and go, Ha-ha. no, Not, uh... she's in the right. That clown is a horrible person. Yeah. Well, As clowns so often the, are. The, the show, the showrunner specifically. Yeah. I'm not a like I like just for laughs gags. Yeah, because a lot of those they're like they're pretty harmless. Well, and all few... of the all of the physical slapstick comedy it happens, happens to, to an the actor, actor, and yeah. the people are just there reacting the to yep. this terrible event that yeah. is mind blowing. Not instead of just like let's blow this person up that has no idea what's going on, and yeah, same with like or impractical jokers, mm. all of the bad things ice. The, the ice water being thrown in your face. It happens to the people on the show. It happens yeah. to the people who have consented. And, and that's why you don't feel bad. Yeah. Like when you watch those, you you don't, you just, it's ha ha ha. Look at the clown. That's funny. As opposed to random lady, just in like, just enjoying her mall day and it getting completely ruined by some dingleberry in a, uh, in a fluorescent wig. Like yep. I've seen this video. 
I just want to punch the guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like violence yeah. is the isn't the answer. It speaking isn't this of case. Vi- speaking yeah. of violence at the mall, how about a, how about the mall that was shut down after two thousand teams, teams were fighting? Fought. Yep. In 2015 yep. is Louisville. In Louisville, also Con- during Christmas. Yeah. A lot of December stuff. Yeah. All of them seem to be at malls too. Yeah. Oh, this is stay out of the mall, guys. So two thousand teams got into several fights, prompting chaos. Officers say that in the midst of the fighting, some stores were used as safe havens for those trying to escape. Eventually, management decided to shut down the mall entirely. Police say that they've since enhanced their presence and since they're since another brawl took place on Black Friday. Oh, my God. Extra buses were sent to help clear out crowds. But police say the mall as the mall closed, many of the kids went to other businesses nearby. Those businesses were encouraged to shut down for the night as well. So just like a full on gang street brawl. What kind of snowball effect? Holy crap, man. Crazy. How much you want to bet that was like based on somebody stepping on somebody's Jordans? (laughs) All right. Let's Uh, go. Side note. Just just to round this out, okay, because it is apropos to what we watched. Yep. The man who got into a fight with a mall Easter bunny. Kasim Charles, 22, the bunny in question, and Juan Jimenez Guerrero, 44, the father of a one-year-old girl, brawled after she slipped off the rabbit's lap while getting her photo taken. Both Charles and Guerrero were charged with aggravated assault and disorderly conduct. A video posted on Twitter shows the men exchanging punches at the Newport City Center <laughs> in Jersey City, New Jersey, near an area set up to take photos with the bunny. Easter Bunny throwing the hands at Newport LMFAO Part 1. The fact there's a Part 1 to that, by the way. I'm sorry, but the dad... Throwing fisticuffs when his dad when the baby slipped off the rabbit's lap. First and foremost, if you've That's ever reaction, if you've ever done a job as a photograph person, if you've never done it, then don't go judging because kids are slippery, kids yeah. don't sit still, and when you are in a velveteen costume, yeah, doesn't matter the material of the pants, those kids slide off like a slip aside. It's impossible when, for them to stay there and yep. Especially when you've got a giant foam head on you and big or even, bunny mitts. It's, and and don't forget too, like it's the kids excited. Oh, yeah. it's the Easter Bunny. The, you oh, know what? We're gonna no, take a picture the kid's of the not Easter excited bunny. because this kid is one years old. Oh, Guaranteed, that's fair. She got plopped down. She yeah. screamed. She She's wiggling. She she yeah. arched her back as kids that age ought to do, trying to avoid being on yeah. this rabbit's lap and launched yep. herself off. Poor Mister yep. Easter Bunny. In a suit that he probably can't see very well. Giant of. furry gloves on. And big furry gloves that you can't feel where this yep. kid is. She falls off. That does not warrant fisticuffs. One nope. Jimenez Guerrero. Shame now, on I will, you. I will say that I'm sure that, as a dad. That kid is half your age. Literally. 44 years old. You beat up a 22-year-old kid. Shame on you. I, I will say I do un- I do understand the whole like horror like being horrified that your child just like fell down and is probably now crying, but the answer is not punch the nearest person you see. Punch the <laughs> poor teenager in a in a foam mask, sweating his bag off for minimum wage. Yeah, if you're he doesn't want to the be Easter there any more than you do. Yeah, if you're gonna punch the Easter Bunny. It's because he jumps one of your buddies in an elevator in in a in, in behind one of the stores, okay? And you know when when he's just trying to enjoy his day at the mall, much like the movie we watched, Mallrats. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go get some cinnamon and some uh, chorizos, cookies, cookies. Churros? churros, churros. That's the word I'm looking for. Churros. <laughs> Chorizos. We're just, just going to get a couple of spicy sauces. We're going to go get some cinnamon buns and figure out what a chorizo is. And we're going to be right back. <laughs> See you in a minute. Uh, 
Greetings, mortals. My name is Promotatron, and I have snuck on to the Two Bees podcast to remind you to subscribe to the Capuana Companions TikTok and Instagram pages, and also the Grim Gaming Twitch channel. <laughs> they'll never realize I'm here promoting their things, and they'll never be the wiser. <laughs> back what, what talk back. about let's talk i i would like to to you know what guys just let let us know your weird mall stories and also let us know if you've ever tried like what your favorite kind of citrus is would you do you eat lemons straight up do you uh you ever tried yuzu uh can you annihilate several oranges in a sitting let's let's hear from you yeah and while you're there like subscribe comment make sure share the podcast we make cannot it. stress that enough help us share it help us spread far and wide so we can get places like fat 19 to sponsor us and we can do fun content of like patreon things where we eat spicy chocolate it's for Fat19. you the viewer dot com also i wouldn't mind we'll just sing those straight link. up youtube channel yeah we'll sing their logo yet they don't pay us for that i mean i do like to sing it though it's like uh united furniture they don't pay us either shut up, shut up. <laughs> You know, you know where you can though. buy furniture? Yeah, the, the mall. mall. We watched United Mall Rats. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, by Kevin Smith. By Kevin Smith. So yeah, this is same, one of those ones that has... Same dude that wrote Clerks. Same dude that wrote uh, uh, Dogma. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of a... It's one of those... Speaking of sitcom acting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those that has been on my... I should watch that one day. I've never actually watched Mall Rats. No. And I don't know if it's just if the movie doesn't age well. No, it's not. It does not I age well at all. I did not care for it just the movie. Didn't. It just didn't. And I'm going to get my biggest pet peeve, my biggest gripe out first and foremost. Spoilers, by the way, guys. Uh, there's no sailboat in that picture. I am proficient oh. in magic okay, eye pictures. Willem. I paused the movie okay, and I checked. Willem. There's a bunch of flowers. There's no sailboat. Lies. I would like to clarify that. Uh, I and and I just I gotta throw it out there. I'd like to think that everyone was just screwing with Willem. <laughs> like everyone just kept walking up and saying, like they overheard somebody else say. Hey, a sailboat, and then some, and then hearing Willem go, because <laughs> even before it was, even before they revealed that there was a sailboat, yeah, it showed the thing full screen. So I was like, Pause. oh yeah, you could. It, it takes yeah. me two seconds because I spent most of my nineties reading Magic Eyes, which is probably why I need glasses. Mo- most but of my nineties, <laughs> I am very quick at being able to get any and all three D yeah. Magic Eye puzzles to yeah, you just, work for me. You, you just relax your eyes. I cross them. Relax your eyes. Well, I cross my <laughs> eyes a little and then it just shows up. But I was like, let's see what this is. And then I was like, and it's, oh, not it's a bunch of flowers. And then I hit play again. And like the one and, and RT. Oh, or whatever hey, a sailboat. Goes, it's a sailboat. No, it's not. You're a liar. <laughs> also, um, I got to say, I was maybe it was the version I watched. Did you come across three really lazy cuts in this movie? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be specific because there's a um, crap load of lazy cuts in okay. this movie. Like the, the one where at the my beginning, editor brain made this very irritating when to watch. Sitting, they're like sitting in the in his bed in his bedroom and he's playing yes. Sega, and then it just cuts yes. to another conversation, and he no longer is playing video games. You go, what the hell? Yeah, no, it it felt like there was a weird time skip. And yeah, and then, I don't I don't know if this was if it was just we watched the same damn version of the movie, and I have a feeling it was just a glitch. But like, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. And then when they're walking up to the pet store to like meet with Jay and Simon Bob, Bob, and Who there's a the really weird movie, by the way, and it's it cuts yeah. and really bad edits. Yeah, I don't. I wanna. I wanna guess, and I hazard a guess that it's just a bad version of the movie. Yeah. Um. But uh, I don't know. Like it's a um, it's annoying. There's a few like, there's a few bits in this film that still rub me all kinds of the wrong way. There is that classic like, "Hey guys, check it out. We've got like 
28-year-olds playing young college students of 1918. And it fits until you get to a scene where a character is supposed to be 15, and that is the most 30-year-old looking person I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> and the I, fact that she's doing this research project at 15, and you go, disgusting, by the way. that's icky. And you go, yeah, the, maybe the entire it was just okay because it's a different time. But then, no, no at the end, then, dude gets arrested. Because yeah, she's for, 15. For banging a 15-year-old on like, camera, no less. How, then we shouldn't be talking about this so lackluster through yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, no, that is the biggest plot point in this entire film. That's like, I get it. You needed something to, like, get the dude, like, to, to get him and, like, like get the get the villain out of here. They could have just beat the crap out of him alongside the Easter Bunny. I would have yeah. been cool with that. Like, I would have been totally fine with this dude, like, standing up and getting the shit beat out of him by the entire crowd. Like, that would have been totally fine. Like, I, it, Kevin, I understand you want to, like, subvert, you know, like, you, you want to, like, make people, like, weirded out and stuff in your films. And this is one of his first films. Yes, you. I He's get that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be generous with, like, yeah. or I'm not going to be too harsh because it is. It, no. It's, it's his like one of his first major movie films. Yeah. He did a good job. He got it on the screen. The, so, the dialogue yeah. is on point. Like I, I do like a lot of the dialogue. It's it's um I wish it was acted better. Yeah. Um or I, I wish they took like maybe six more takes uh on some of the deliveries because uh what's his name that plays Earl from My Name is Earl? Jason uh, Lee. Yeah, Brody. Jason Lee. Um he has a really good voice. See, but I but every line feels forced out of his and, head. Yeah. And the thing that I don't like about Brody as a character yeah. is the same gripe that I have when we watched Pixels with Adam Sandler's character. Brody is the guy who just is angry at the world and screams and people go, ha, he's so funny. No, yeah, he's an is ass. Not... He's yeah. a dick. If you were at a mall and you heard, saw someone sitting on a bench screaming at a child on an escalator, you're not going to go, <laughs> he's so zany. You're going to go, that guy's a dick. And the now, fact that he just gets to yell and be rude and be yeah. obscene and then get Shannon Doherty at the end, I go, no, I call BS. Not yeah. going to happen. He's not charming. He's not the guy that gets the girl. He's an ass. Yeah, no, that's well, that's that's him and TS. Uh, I I could not stand TS at oh, all in this no. film. It just the how unnecessarily possessive he is of Brandy. Yeah, like and then makes the fact, me want like, to punch him in the face too. Because like, he comes in so aggressively when, when and the dad the dad just wanted to further his career. Yeah, the and dad's yeah, doing he his... was kind of a dick about it, but the dude ends the movie with, like, severe food poisoning and then going to jail for a prank that was set up by Brody to get revenge on a guy. Yeah. Like, and it it's is like, and the reality the is, most, like, like, I didn't feel is... good at and, the end and, of this film, the... man. No. And the dad is he's setting up a TV show. He's got a lot yeah. of money invested in this. He's got a lot riding yeah. on it. A lot of and work. TS, a lot of like. And T.S., who has up until the, like, gone to his house and got him accused of like satanic, satanic rituals and banging And then a the goat. very next thing. That was Brody, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but T.S. is yeah. involved in it. So the yeah, very heavily. next time they meet one another at the mall, T.S.'s first reaction is not, I'm going to be respectful to my girlfriend's dad. No, yeah, he no. lays into him like a dick. Yeah. You go, I don't, none of this. And it's a single father that raised Brandy from like baby mode, like from a baby. Yeah. And he's like, he's going to be protective. And of course he's going to be worried that some dingleberry is going to come by and like impregnate his daughter before she gets a chance, like before she gets a chance to like, you know, explore the uh like explore the entirety of her being or whatever before like becoming a full-blown like full-blown adult you know what i mean like that journey yeah. like getting married from what is essentially like mid-college like it, it's it, i don't agree with stuff like that. sure get into a long-term relationship whatever like go ahead and like learn more about the other person sure you're in love whatever but like you have to you gotta like take a look at it from multiple angles it can't just like ts is so selfish yeah this whole film he's so it's all about what he wants and what he prefers and like how he doesn't like the way she is like helping her dad out because it's not to his liking yeah it's, 
the well, you, you just want to strangle him. Like, and the I fact don't... that I'm sorry, and it, and it goes with and again uh, being harsh because it's a it's an old yeah. movie, like Kevin Smith's first movie kind of thing. But the fact that Brandy and TS on stage are fighting it out and Brandy, not Kevin Spacey. Sorry, no, I heard you, Kevin I, Smith. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> but, no, no. But so Brandy is yeah. laying out on this dating show why yeah. she's upset and why she broke up with TS. And they're exactly. all valid reasons. And then she, what and then this, she what just this goes, prick do? And then she just goes, oh, well, and makes out and they're happy and they're, uh, yeah. let's, and then want to marry me? Marriage. He still proposes without changing one iota of himself. And she goes, and now her yep, dad's in Now jail. it's okay. Because yeah, like, he didn't hear a word she said. He didn't <sighs> value anything she, like her opinion at all, just went, sure, want to get married? And she goes, yep. No, yeah. this is dumb. And um, the other thing is, I'm oh, sorry, it was but. so romantic. No, it was just <laughs> stupid. It was just, <laughs> just dumb. It was just dumb. It was just dumb. And the fact that we have Willem with this. That meme's gonna carry us to the end of the year. Oh, the I love that meme so much. It's just yeah, like on the wings of a on the wings of a. Dove, I should put that. Gonna be I gotta, I'm gonna put that on the soundboard, so we'll just have it primed yeah. and ready. No, it's just dumb, it dumb. Um, but Willem, the mm. with the with the magic eye thing. Yeah, it doesn't pay off for me. No, to just have him get so mad that he punches a okay. girder I, so that I also. Can can I just can I lean into this by the way just to sort of back you up on this? Yep. The acting that he has when getting angry is the least like convincing thing that I've ever seen in film. And I've seen why him. Why can't act. I see it? Why can't I? Why can't I? I understand. He's a young actor. Yeah. That was not the take. There no. was no way Kevin Smith looked at that take and went, "Yeah, that's the one." That's <laughs> that is like. And I'm sorry, but. Uh, like, it's not good. No, it wasn't good. It, it, it would have been far better to honestly have a moment where you take Willem Silent out completely, yeah. and Silent Bob legitimately uses force powers yeah, to get the powers. tape. Man, the dude's got a literal working utility belt and grappling hook gun. Right? Let's lean into it. And I'm sorry, and even but, and in I'm future sorry, movies but, like Clerks, Clerks Two, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like all of these, even Dogma, they have powers. Yeah, he has I'm sorry, powers. But we could have also done without the Wiley Coyote escapades of Jay and Silent uh, Bob in this movie. I know okay. they have to be in it I, because of the universe, I, but no, I'm that was that was the, just to clarify. This is the original that they mm. were like in. To be fair. Like this is this is the the this is where they originate from. Yeah, so but like, it's they, like they kind of have to be in this movie because they like like right exist. quite literally down to the Acme yeah. style blueprints of yeah. here's what we're gonna do, and then hilarity ensues. Now, to be fair, we have been spoiled by significantly better films. True. So like again, yeah. When this came out, this movie was critically like acclaimed. Like mm -hmm. critics loved it. It was like. Kevin Smith quickly became their like baby because a lot of the stuff that was coming out was just essentially the same eighties grease drivel, right? Yeah. Like the, the super cheesy, like romance and like the super dumb, like, so like this movie sort of flies in the face of that, like story structure and that like, Oh, the good guy always wins. Yada, yada, yada. Like it, it by presenting us with, in this case, two characters that are absolutely insufferable. Um, and two girls that, are so outrageously out of both of their leagues. It remains to be seen how they, how these two dudes haven't been like consumed to absorb their like hot girl attraction power, like that they apparently have. Like and I would like, good God, man. And a couple of things that I would, and LaFors, the security guard with the straw hat, who's apparently yeah. this like notoriously badass security guard, winds up banging who, the fifteen-year-old. Not even that. That's still pissed well, me that, off. That, it, it, I just, I just needed that to be not icky. in the movie. Yeah, it's icky. not that, in the whole mm -mm, damn movie. Nope, just get just, it out of here. Uh, gross. But yeah. the fact that he's notably mute in this movie. Yeah. He doesn't like, make a sound. Why yeah. could you not have given him one line? It's yeah. awkward and how quiet he is. Even yeah. Silent Bob, who we know it's as a, a silent character, gets a line yeah. and his silence isn't as awkward nope. as LaFour's. Yeah. And also, I'd like to know, how did T.S. get Stan Lee to go along with his get Brody to be I, a better person thing? I, 
Tell I us do... how he did that. Did he pay I... him a lot of money? Does he owe him a favor? Because I'm gonna there was a I'm substantial gonna... line at that yeah. comic book store. I doubt that TS just waltzed in and happened to be like, hey, no. Stan Lee, wanna do me a favor? They they were just um like as far as how he convinced him, I guarantee it was just Stanley being a hopeless romantic and being like, Yeah, sure, I'll help your buddy out. I'm not doing anything right now anyway. I totally believe Stanley would do something like that because he wasn't like a holier than thou. You're best like you're you're wasting my time, kid. Get out of my way. Like he was never like that. He every yeah, oh, he's a, like absolute fan sweetheart. interaction, absolute sweet old man. So I totally believe that TS convinced him to be like, Hey, I need you to help my help steer my friend on like the straight and narrow because he's becoming an immeasurable dick mm-hmm. and you know i need some help here i completely believe that that happened i wanted to see that right that's what i, I needed mean. that give us that's give us that i rather than if, just be you, like you did he what? fall for it yeah what did you, you do you, i talked about green goblin eh. you know what I'm going to I'm going to implore that if this movie for whatever reason gets remade or a movie in a similar likeness to this when you have like a big star like that in a similar fashion to you know uh uh in, in a similar fat uh, fashion to uh uh what's the uh, what's the Adam Sandler golf movie Happy Good Gilmore uh, yeah Happy Gilmore um in a similar fashion to Happy Gilmore just have the old man star punch the crap out of the villain let's just do that Let's just have him punch somebody yep. and let that somebody be uh, a Batfleck or Ben Affleck um, in this particular movie. Let him just let him just be the guy that is the reason that the Ben Affleck character gets defeated. Yeah, I, 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 there is okay. Again, this movie was critically acclaimed when it came out. It sold an amazing like it it, it did amazing in theaters. It has a crap in a home, uh, a home like video and stuff like that sales. Uh, and it was an amazing starting point for Kevin Smith because up until this point, like I said, a lot of the films that came out prior to this were just sappy and paint by numbers and truthfully not great. Yeah. Um, just to highlight one of the lines of an incredibly famous movie from this era, uh, nobody puts baby in the corner was perceived as a badass line. <laughs> and it was, uh, cringy is what that was Mm -hmm. so i just i just want to like throw it out there that like yes a lot of films get incredibly dated incredibly quickly and they work in their time they don't work as well out of their time true um as like i and i have seen infinitely better kevin smith films um like he does yeah clerks and clerks too are my favorites dogma is like for their dialogue dogma is up there just for the story in general yeah like the writing in dogma george carlin is my favorite (laughs) like person that has ever existed and he does such a damn good job playing the exact type of like uh uh the, the the exact type of holy man that he would constantly bash in his specials yeah like it oh man like kevin smith is an excellent writer and he does a fantastic. He has a fantastic like plethora of films. This first foray didn't age well, and that's just all it is. And that's it where all my camp. gripes come from. Yeah, yeah. Like it got his foot in the door, and it got his name out there, and that's why people work with him, and that's why he gets big name celebrities to work with him because he is a very good writer director. Yeah, and he got better. Oh, clearly. absolutely. Um, I also want to watch Tusk with you Tusk. at some point because that's uh, that's a Kevin Smith film, and it's his take on psychological horror. Uh, came out around that time of uh, Human Centipede. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that th- those sort of films, it's not in the same like gross you out for the okay. sake of grossing you out sort of horror, but uh, there is body horror in it, and I do I do recommend it because it's very like, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an okay. interesting take on the genre. So we'll I, would, I would like to watch that. Yeah. Hmm. Other than that, that's yeah, about I, all I, I gotta I, say. For yeah, I really want to explore the Kevin Smith films with you, man. Yeah. Added I don't roster. know. This this uh I I'd like to think that uh this particular episode had a had a plethora of things uh for people to continue talking about afterwards, you know. Yeah. Like I I want to hear about our audience's uh most enjoyed Kevin Smith films. Yeah. You know. Give us your recommendations. Which ones yeah. do you want us to watch and talk about on here and make yeah. sure like and subscribe, share the show. Give us recommendations, you know. We want to hear from you. Mhm. It doesn't even have to be a Kevin Smith movie. Just let us know what kind of movies you want us to watch. Yeah. In in the same vein as just not uh, Jack and Jill. 
in the same vein, we're watching that. That's the Don't that's our April it. Fool's episode, by the way. Um, April Fool's. Um, I don't know why you, you just, you just so, you just so much vitriol. I don't know why, um, to watch critically acclaimed films like Jack and Jill, uh, <laughs> you and I follow very different critics. I don't follow critics, critics at all, actually. Um, I usually wind up scoffing and laughing at Rotten Tomato, uh, critic yeah. scores. Um, no, the, uh, the, the. I, I just in the same vein as Stan Lee uh, speaking to Brody's heart and somehow still not like removing the outrageously stupid amount of uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. Just dumbness uh, from that character um, in, in the same vein to speaking to his heart. I was curious if you had any sort of wisdom that speaks to the heart of the viewer in this case, like, not got, necessarily the heart of the viewer, but maybe the heart mm. of the viewer more specifically Brody himself. Remember, mm. Just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage can't. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys, it's Brendan. I just want to thank you so much for listening in. And just to let you all know that we record at 930 MST on Riverside every Wednesday. And please, if you'll join us, like, share, subscribe. It'd mean the world to us. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.